0: What's going on? Mike Curlin here. And right before we get into this, just wanted to say that, first off, sorry for the lack of podcasts. Unfortunately, I've been getting myself into other projects, which have taken away from the podcast. But what I'm trying to do is combine the two. Lately, it's been a lot of Twitch. So if you're interested in watching some of this stuff that I do on Twitch, which is I play a lot of MLB, the show, and do some fantasy baseball player breakdowns, you can find, it, find my Twitch at twitch.tv slash underscore MLB. What you'll find there, again, is me playing a lot of MLB The Show, talking baseball while doing so, and then stuff like today where, where I broke down Miguel Anduar of the Yankees and Matt Chapman of the Athletics. Again, quick breakdown, so I figured make it makes for a good podcast, but if you want to see my process and maybe get an idea of how I look into players a little bit, go to that Twitch channel. Again, that's twitch.tv slash underscore MLB you'll be able to find the video and see exactly how I go about a quick breakdown on a player. So when you guys ask me stuff on Twitter, which again, I appreciate you guys all checking out on my Twitter as well. Uh, when you ask me questions on Twitter, if you or if you, see, if you wanna see how I come to the conclusions I come to on this podcast on players, that gives you a little bit of a glimpse into my process on player breakdowns. So again, appreciate it. Sorry about the lack of podcasting, but I'll start getting these videos I've been doing. Into the podcast platform as well, so appreciate the ongoing support. Thanks again for understanding, and enjoy the show. And him. With the bases loaded and intentional walk to Barry Bonds, two and two with the bases loaded and one out. Oh my Central. God! Deep to right. What's going on, everyone? Back again with another breakdown. We are live. Let me eat this out. But we are talking about... You're going to watch me tweet, apparently. (laughs) We are talking about Miguel Andujar and Matt Chapman. Two guys that are definitely in opposite directions, although Chapman has been coming around. So we are going to talk about them, break them down, take a look at what's going on. And kind of go from there. Let's start with Andujar because he's interesting. I mean, we we saw him be relevant, what, in 2018? Injuries have derailed it. But let's look at, uh, to get an idea of when I should look at his stats, let's look at how long he's been more of a regular in the lineup. So we're going to go ahead and pull up the batting order real quick. I use roster uh, baseball reference for that. Uh, hmm. And for those who might not be from Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. That's where I usually take suggestions for these videos as well. But looking at control F and you're watching me do this live. So obviously I'm just, so he's, he started being a regular in the lineup. I'd say May 13th. Like he was, you know, every other game then, Oh, look every game after that. We'll even, we'll even go back to May 7th. So basically when he got called, basically since the start of the year, but he's been hotter of late. So let's just take a look at his numbers as a whole, I guess. So here's his fan grass page. Miguel Duhar, 20.2 strikeout percent only 2.6 walk rate. Although he didn't walk a lot, even in the year, he was really good in 2018, but the strikeouts are a little up. Hitting 264 overall, with a Babbit that's a little on the low side, but again, he's not an OBP guy, given the walk rate. He's been, alright, he's been below league average as a whole, WRC+, but I think it's been lately, right, that he's been really damn good. Let's see, like, last two weeks, was it? About two weeks right there, give or take. Yeah, so over the last two weeks, we're looking at three home runs, strikeouts have come down, walks have come up and the batting average is sitting at 308 and just solid, just really good across the board. So what is it about the last two weeks or so? We'll, we'll just go back to this point. Let's go back to June 1st. Since the calendar turned over to June 1st, he actually has four home runs. What's going on? What is he doing? Let's get his plate discipline because I, I did look at him. Look, look at this. Elite zone contact. The dude is crushing in the zone. The guy just knows how to hit the ball when it's in the zone. and that, like, you can't do much better than that. I mean, 97% is, abs- 97.9, so almost 80%, or 98%, excuse me, for Andrew Har zone contact is just stupid. That is not going to sustain. But that explains a lot of the success. He's killing the ball in the zone. However, big red flag here. Look at that chase rate. The O-swing percentage, which again, if you just rest your mouse right here, you can see O-swing percentage is the percentage of pitches of batter swings outside the strike zone. 47.5%. League average is roughly thirty for refer- for reference, but let's let's compare these to his overall stat line. So let's pull up Andujar's page again and take a look at what's going on during this hot stretch versus what's going on as a se- compared to his season and his you know past track record. Because you got to see what's the sta- maybe to get an idea of what's sustainable, what's not. So as a whole on the year and just in general, he's always been a guy willing to chase more than your average player. But it's like funny, decent bad, decent bad. Overall, he's swinging his a, a career most fifty five point five percent. considering that he's swinging more, the O contact is actually in line with his regular amount of O contact. That's a good sign because while swinging more and swinging more outside the zone and all that, he's making, you know, similar contact, but he's always been a great Z contact guy. Minus 2019, of course, the year of the juice ball. So the fact that he's always been a good Z contact guy suggests that although 97.9% won't sustain, he will sustain in the night. He can sustain this 92% overall rate, which again, Oh, that's that's the wrong. So he's at 94.4. I'm looking at the wrong pitch discipline. Look at me. Still, it's pretty similar, but this is the one you want to look at. I apologize. But still, so we're looking at a guy that in 2018 had that same Z contact rate, just close to 90% last year and 94.4% this year as a whole. So again, 94.4% is a little on the high side, but I think he can sustain low 90s, which again is still a really good rate for zone contact. I can't believe I was looking at the wrong one. But again, looking at other stuff, the swing strike rate of late is right in line with the season total. So that's probably going to hold up. That is just a huge red flag for me, though. A guy willing to chase that much really uh, really depends on his contact. And obviously, if you look at averages, um, he has above average O contact, which is really good considering how much he swings outside the zone. But this profile, like somebody willing to chase that much and make that much contact outside the zone can lead to a lot of soft contact. What's up, Matt? Um, I'm doing my thing. Good morning to you as well. Just always just doing... Player breakdowns is all I like to do, apparently. But I'm just looking at this O-Contact. I'm just curious how much he is. Uh, you know what this reminds me of is Rafael Devers. Devers is a guy who swings above, swings more out of the zone than he should. And it has always kind of hindered his game. Like, yeah, he had the year where it all came together. But since then, it's been that high chase rate and willing to chase for Devers that has kind of always kept me kind of off of him in terms of fantasy. And Andujar is showing a similar trait with a willingness to chase like that which is always going to hinder the upside and the ceiling. But right now, again, it's working for him. And I'd rather him be aggressive if that's what's working for him. And, and this is Andrew, who I'm talking about. But there's still reason to believe that if he goes through a cold stretch, it wouldn't it shouldn't be surprising because, again, willingness to chase, some of this contact, some of these contact rates could take a hit. And next thing you know, he's in a slump again. But let's see what else he's doing of late. He's pulling the ball more. How's he been pulling the ball in the year? Just got to scroll up here, batted ball. So, his pull rate has been way up. Because, like, I was looking at this the other day. I'm like, he's hitting a lot of the center field. Well, he's got his pull rate up. So, this is helping generate that power over the last two weeks or since the beginning of June. So, getting that pull rate up, the home run the fly ball rate obviously has spiked. And But, dude, this is another reason for concern. Another red flag here for Andujar. 60.5% ground ball rate. That is not going to do it. 55.7% on the year. But with Andujar, he's always been, like, a mid to high 40s ground ball guy with, obviously... High fifty, high fifties there, but this is gonna help. This is gonna hurt his batting average. The bad bips not gonna be great, and a lot of the ground balls can probably be. Yeah, I haven't even gotten there, Matt. Give me a chance to get there with Andujar, but (laughs) it's a, um, it's interesting because with ground balls and his willingness to go out of the zone, you're talking about a lot of weak grounders, and he doesn't have like the super elite speed to beat out those weakly hit ground balls. So the batting average could be an issue. So the fact that he has a sixty point five percent ground ball rate. While hitting th- was it three or two ninety seven since two ninety five since June, that I don't buy that so much to be honest. I think that this is due to regress. But I mean, he's doing this. He's hitting two ninety five over since June first with a two sixty five BABIP and a sixty point five ground ball rate. That is such a odd. That's such an oddity. It seems like an outlier. That's something that you won't see often. I think Andujar is due to regress in batting average, but the uptick in power again with Yankee Stadium with the weather warming up. That could make sense because he has such good contact numbers. He's able to get, he's able to make plenty of contact, get the ball. And if he's getting the ball in the air and pulling it, which again, he's not getting the ball in the air as much as you'd like, but with that pull rate and a 26.3% fly ball rate isn't bad. It's the power should or could sustain. It's the batting average, I think, will bottom out or could bottom out to around 250, which is still not bad considering he's a waiver, he was a waiver wire guy. Um, He's barreling the ball really well right now, 10.5% over these last two weeks. Max exit velocity is up there as well, hard hit rate. He's doing, he's doing, he's making the contact count when it gets in the air. Obviously, again, 40% home run football rate, that's also not sustainable. But at least when he's making contact and putting the ball in the air, it, he's making it count. Oh, you meant Devers. Oh, yeah, with, uh, yeah, Devers is a weird profile too. And I always fade him, and I feel like I'm wrong more than I'm right about him. But, hey, it is what it is. Uh. <sighs> let's go set let's go ahead and look at his savant page while, while we're here so right as of right now if I had I, I think obviously you ride the hot hand with Anduhar, but I'm not sure if I'm buying it long term again the batting average I think the power is real we saw the power production in 2018 was like pretty much his last healthy season and right now he's actually slightly overproducing on off speed and braking underproducing on fastballs that will all even out probably Let's look at 2018 again. His last healthy year kind of had a similar deal where he overperformed against breaking and off speed, and he actually overperformed because fastballs a little bit too. But I guess my point is, is his last healthy year, which was a few years ago, similar idea of overperformance. Which is it really overperformance? Oh, he's underperforming against breaking. I apologize or off speed. I apologize. I mis- misread that one. Regardless, it'll all balance out. I believe is what I'm getting at. So I wouldn't look too much into this. Plus, it's small samples anyway. But it's similar to his 2018 is what I'm getting at in terms of overproducing some, underproducing others. It's going to happen. Pitchers are throwing more. And it's funny because he's underperforming against off-speed, but pitchers have adjusted by throwing more off-speed his direction this year. Let's see his first pitch swing rate. I bet you that's what he's doing. He's probably attacking first pitches, getting taking advantage of those fastballs. First pitch swing rate is up to the highest it's been since 2018. Whiff rate is the lowest it's been since 2018. Again, looks like he's made adjustments to kind of get back to the 2018 form which is the form that we remember Andrew Hart and been chasing ever since. I, again, I think there's some staying power here given the track record and given what we've seen in the past. But I mean, like if he hits, I don't think he's going to hit 297 again, like he did in 2018. However, I do think he could be at 265. This 265 right here, I think 265 to 270 is doable. I just have a hard time buying into somebody hitting that high with a, with, with a chase rate over 45%. And a BABIP sub three hundred, which again he's never been a BABIP guy. Even his great, even in his best year, was three sixteen. So we're talking about BABIP that might not go up much. But he is pulling the ball more. He's taking he's taking advantage of you know Yankee Stadium and again the warm weather. So I think the power will hold up. He did hit twenty seven home runs in twenty eighteen. I think we can see twenty. I see. I think we see twenty home runs. 20 20 to twenty five home runs at this point, given the where we're at in season. I think we can. I think he can get to twenty. Which won't be bad, given again how he started off pretty much not playing the first month of the year, a little over a month. Um, yeah, Andujar. That's it's interesting. I'm trying to see if I missed anything. I'm sure I did. How's he? Do, what's up with the shift? How's he doing against shift? Well, he kills it against the shift. You won't see teams shift on him. He crushes the shift, and he's always done better against the shift, except for 2020. Andujar's always been a guy that's been able to hit against the shift. So, all in all, the playing time's there. He has Yankee Stadium and he has somewhat of a track record that we've been chasing. And he's in his prime. He is only just 26 years old. I think a lot of what he's doing is is legit. Again, just if that batting average, if he goes through a cold spell, don't be surprised given his willingness to chase. But he is able to have solid contact rates through it through it all. So I, I, I buy into people that have solid contact rates. I really do. Let's move over to Chapman real quick. I know he's finally turned it around. I got it. I see. I have to, and this is when a good Google search will come because with Chapman, I I never got a chance to make the video I wanted to about him. So of course, I missed out on the. I think he'll turn it around, deal. But I think he is turning it around, and it's because of it's because of the fact that Chapman's just been trying to get right. He's been having a hard time. Let's go to game log. It's been he's on a what six game hit streak. One, two, three. Yeah, six game hit streak. Three, four, five. So let's go back to six games. Over his last six games, he is hitting just 258. But this is normal. If he's hitting 258 the rest of the way, 258 to 260, like that 265 range, that is expected. With two home runs over that span, 11 RBIs and 12 runs. This is just his last six games. Matt Chapman, this is Matt Chapman. Like he is who we thought he'd be, but just over his last six games, he might have turned the corner. Everything I could find on Matt Chapman in terms of in terms of what's causing the issues. I found two or three quotes from teammates and coaches. And Matt, one from Matt Chapman himself that basically during the injury in twenty nine or 2020, excuse me, he was trying to compensate and it messed up with his swing. And I guess his timing was a little off. And last year, you noticed the, I, there's a spike in his. Yep, there it is. The spike in the launch angle that came on the heels of him trying to you know compensate in his swing and tweak it a little bit. It messed with it. It messed with everything. And he was trying. He's been trying to regain his form and regain that timing. He's been having issues with that all uh, season long. He came out and said as much. So what we could be seeing here is Matt Chapman just getting finally getting his feet under him and getting going. I think Chapman is who he is at this point. The strikeouts have still been an issue over this span, but they have dipped compared to his overall line on the season. The walks have been elite. I mean, he's walking a career-high clip, 13.3%. But again, we're talking about a guy who's finally just getting getting going. And I think a lot of it was like, look, he's pulling the ball more, so he's maybe, again, his timing might just be there. He might be able to get around on pitches better, which is allowing him to put those pitches over. Because look at that, 53.3% fly ball rate plus 44.7% pull rate. And then you add in the fact that the dude hits the ball as hard as he does. Those are going to be home runs. That explains the power production increasing. It could lead to lower BAB if so and lower lower batting average. That's why the batting average won't ever be a, a strength of Matt Chapman's. But, again, given Matt Chapman's typical profile i think he's trending towards being who we thought he'd be and there are again there were so many red flags going into it but a lot of it was just his timing trying to get that he says he formed he thinks he formed a hitch in his swing that he was working through and we're seeing him just kind of get out of it and this could just be the part where he's turning around and even through all his struggles the guy's still a league average player with 101 wrc plus league average being 100 this will this should improve. The Babbitt might not be he's never been a big Babbitt guy. Again, it's cuz of the pull it's the pull heavy flyball approach that will do that to you. But I think he's he'll get back to a closer to a 30 home run pace. I think just his 2019 was the outlier cuz it was juice ball. I still think the power is very real and I think we can see 30 home runs like a 30 home run pace out of Chapman the rest of the way. But and there were again other red flags, other issues, but you saw him at least training in the right direction. Look at the plate discipline. His contact rates, like 2020 where he struggled because of the injury, you see all of it was improving. Not quite to the 2019-2018 levels, but you see the swing strike rate is down. The contact rate overall is up a good amount. Z-contact, we wish it would be more because now this is two straight years with the Z-contact being 74-ish percent, 74.5% after coming off three straight seasons of 80 80 to 85%. You know, a little little above 85%, excuse me. But the O contact rate took it took a huge hit last year. He bounced that back closer to his pre injury season. So Chapman's a guy that again you saw he was kind of coming around and he was improving on 2020s last year. But it might have just taken him longer to come around than you were hoping. Thus being the the slow start and now we're, we're maybe again the timing. Let's go, let's see if we can Google what's going on, with Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman. Sometimes this is like, honestly, it's funny because people don't Google, people go straight to pages. If you Google player and you just like Matt Chapman adjustments, this is a good way to also just find things like recent articles, like April 29th. Okay, this was a recent one, 2021, April 10th, 2021. See, and you can see, this is how I found it. Matt Chapman working to correct bad habits at the plate. Matt Matt Chapman focuses on timing with results. And these are a little dated, but these are where I got those quotes I was talking about. So this is a very underutilized thing people do in, in their anal- analysis or don't do in their analysis. It would benefit you greatly to just simply Google a player or Google a statement like this. And you'll find articles really worth your time and reading. And you'll be able to get some answers that the numbers won't tell you. Like these numbers, if you just, just looking at the numbers, it's going to tell you, Oh, he's been bad. But at least with Chapman, because he has a track record and pedigree, you got to think there's more to it. And this at least gives you a reason to believe that. Okay. Like when there was no, when there was nothing in the numbers to suggest that he should turn around or be better, Sometimes it's beyond the numbers and people are so analytically driven, which I love my analytics, but sometimes it boxes you into this, it kind of boxes you into this corner. Like, Oh, well, the numbers say this, but there's more to the numbers. And honestly, this all could just be, he could just be coming around because all those things I showed you about his, his timing issues, the bad habit issues, Chapman might've just finally corrected all that, or is in the process of finishing the correction of that getting back on pace and being Matt Chapman. And I think that's what we're seeing here. I would bet on it, and if there's a window to, maybe maybe the manager, Matt Chapman manager, sees this as a window to sell high, when really you could still buy at a solid price, I would definitely explore that. So that's gonna do it for Matt Chapman and Andrew Har. This was a fun little stream. I love doing these little morning streams. But as always, you can find me on Twitter at Mike underscore Kerland. Always hit me up with your player questions. I love talking fantasy baseball. Was happy to get on here and do this today. And uh, as always, appreciate you checking it out. Appreciate the fo- those who follow, and uh, we'll talk soon.